0: You know there's so much news out there that's so negative and and that you know it, it's easier to scare somebody than enlighten them
1: that's mark victor hansen author of chicken soup for the soul book series Mark Hansen is obviously an enormously successful businessman and he will share some of his secrets to success that are pretty extensive on this edition of Voices of Experience. The major function of Voices of Experience is to talk with people who have experience in their chosen fields with an emphasis on entrepreneurism and running your own small business. Oh, and by the way, you can Google KKNW and click on to archives and then scroll down to Voices of Experience, and you can listen to all of the archive shows going back to 2017. There is a 80% failure rate among small businesses, and that is what prompted me to write the book and also host this radio show. Pilots go through a checklist to assure the safest possible flight. So in this case, the book I wrote is called Pre-Flight Checklist, Is Self-Employment for You? I would like anyone considering this step to go through A checklist similar to what pilots do now there is such a checklist that I have developed and it's called the self-employment quiz there are 20 questions the higher you score on the quiz the higher your prospects for success and that is in the book pre flight checklist is self-employment for you you can order the book on Amazon just input Paul E Casey that's the letter E if you want an expensive golf lesson you forget the E and you'll get Paul Casey the famous pro golfer If you'd like to talk about anything as it relates to small business, you can reach me at 206-459-5536. That's 206-459-5536. For our business tips of the day, comedian Jerry Seinfeld addresses some of the techniques for how he literally gets out of bed in the morning. Who are the happiest people in America and why are they happy? National Geographic Fellow and Blue Zone founder, Dan Buettner, will share some of his thoughts on that question. My commentary today is on the importance of being organized when going into business for yourself. Time is your most precious commodity.
2: Take the five-minute self-employment quiz by visiting selfemployquiz.com. That's selfemployquiz.com. The higher you score on the quiz, the higher your prospects for success. One more time, visit selfemployquiz.com or all one word
1: i've been talking about a show that i watched an hbo special if you're not in the old bits eat breakfast it was hosted by carl reiner who's well into his 90s and really most of the people who appeared on the show were in their 90s one of the individuals is not in their 90s but he is very well accomplished and that is the name of jerry seinfeld sometimes we all have difficulty getting out of bed in the morning and i think that someone of his stature relates to the difficulty that he found in getting the day underway and how he looks at life. When I wake up in the morning, I never feel good. When I open my eyes in the morning, when I'm lying down in bed, the first thing I feel is a deep depression. All I think about is what I have to do today and I don't think I can do it and I don't feel good about myself and things are not good. It's my first thought every morning. And as soon as I get out of bed, the second I am upright, it's all gone. I go from feeling bad to feeling great. The second you get out of bed, even if you're just washing your face, now I'm doing something. And if you're doing something, your life is good. If you're doing nothing, your life stinks. Life is action. There's nothing else to it. Mark Victor Hansen, author of the Chicken Soup for the Soul book series and partner of Metamorphosis Energy, has joined us. I caught up with Mr. Hansen at his home in Scottsdale, Arizona. I asked him how did he get started in the publishing of the Chicken Soup for the Soul book series
0: big answer would be that jack and i had uh, befriended each other and then decided to do a book series together and we spent like six hours on my jacuzzi writing 137 titles and we knew exactly what we wanted to do we wanted to do heart-touching soul-penetrating stories and then we went into our respective homes and did what's called a thought command and said 400 times each before we went to sleep in our respective homes mega best-selling title mega best-selling title and jack called me at 4 30 in the morning and said chicken soup and i said for the soul and we had it and we both got goosebumps and and basically, 144 publishers in New York said we don't get goosebumps. We think it's an ass line idea. Nobody buys short stories. So then we went to the book fair uh, by ourselves uh, with backpacks and three ring binders, and we got turned on more people. And then one little publisher that we didn't know at the time was basically bankrupt, uh, Health Communication, or upside down seventeen million dollars, said we'll take it if you'll buy twenty thousand copies at six dollars each. So. Uh, and they promised us distribution because they'd done a lot of stuff with uh, John, Dr. John Bradshaw, who was a Harvard friend of uh, Dr. Canfield, my partner. And so he said, "Okay, we'll do it," because we want distribution. And you know, and i was sold a half billion books, which makes us world's best-selling author. Only ten uh, percent of what the Bible's done, but that's pretty good.
1: <laughs> yeah, I would have to say you're not doing too bad there. No argument there. No. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and, and
1: I guess that leads to your, your second uh, series of books that started with The Miracle Within You. What are your major messages right. in that?
0: First of all, life is basically a miracle. And then the the point is that once you know life happens, which is an absolute miracle, then what we've got to do is, is decide to self-generate miracles after that. As, at least that's my position. And, I mean, it, A, it's a miracle that, uh, as a son of illiterate Danish parents, I'm world's best-selling author. That's a miracle. It's a miracle that now... I own probably the fastest-growing alternative energy company in America, or one of, Metamorphosis Energy, and we're doing projects the size of which no one could believe, and, and because we're having such troubles with energy because we've entered a digital age, and we don't have enough energy, and we don't want polluting energy. I'm in the business of solar and wind, and the most important part of it is that no one's doing, at the level I'm doing, it. batteries. Now, you'd say, well, Elon Musk is doing big batteries. God bless Elon Musk, he's doing it. I just happen to think I'm using better batteries,
1: And I'm all for that.
0: Yeah, well, when I was getting my doctorate, I was with Buckminster Fuller, the guy who was Einstein's best student. And Einstein, everyone knows E equals MC squared. E is the energy of all the universe. And so obviously, I've trained in this for, you know, 40 plus years. And then suddenly, I had enough money to do what I really wanted to do or or additionally wanted to do. By the way, I love the book business. Please don't misunderstand. I'm an addicted book reader. So that's not. This isn't either or, it's both and. I get goosebumps telling you that. It just The point is, nobody was doing alternative energy because everyone says, well, fossil fuels are going to last forever. No, they're 200-million-year-old resource. They cost 10 cents to pull out of the ground historically. But right now, it's hard to get to. They're deep, they're extensive, and and fracking is really dangerous to our water. And, and, you know, other than air, you need water every day. So I said, what's the alternative? Well, the best alternative is wind, which I'm the biggest owner of, uh, with my wife, of natural power concepts. And we got, you know, 28 different kind of windmills that are coming out now. We're using them for the government and business and industry and buildings. And it's really, we're in the... You know, it's the thing you and I grew up with in high school and had to read the best of times and the worst times. The best times if you're awake, the worst times if you're asleep. Where are these uh, wind generating turbines, where are they located? We're doing stuff in Arizona. We're doing stuff in the Caribbean. We're doing stuff in China. We're doing stuff, uh, we're manufacturing stuff in India. We're in, when I said exciting times, the LDCs, the less developed countries like India, like Indonesia, like Africa, uh, like at a lot of levels, China, only 20% of the people are in the economic equation and we sold the most books in the world. in China, 374 million books, so I've been to China now for 19 years. They're just waking up and they cannot keep polluting because we've got one ocean atmosphere. Now, forget global warming because that may or may not be, but for sure, we can't keep putting hydrocarbons and and CO2 in the air. And so the way out of that is there's no pollution in um, solar and wind, And that's the way we've, you know, got to go. And then battery backups, I'm partners with the two biggest battery companies in the world, Interstate, which everybody knows in America because it's a giant company and their car batteries are that. We're now doing like Mayo Clinic with 15 megawatts of backup power. But now we're starting to back up whole cities. Is this where uh, your microgrids enter the picture? Exactly. And we're biggest in microgrid. We're doing lots of them everywhere from, you know, Sonoma County, to, to airports like san francisco uh, sorry sorry san jose and and uh, san diego airports are now pretty much microgridded, and it's it's an exciting time to be saying hey wait a second look there's not enough energy if we do it the old way there's plenty of energy if we do it the new way does that make sense
1: it makes total sense uh you know when you go into the arguments about and discussion about global warming and i kind of think we missed the point point. and i agree with you fossil fuels is finite and at some point, if it's next year or 100 years, it's going to go away. But we need it.
0: We didn't know that we needed it for graphene. And tomorrow, I'm with the graphene expert of the world. Well, we didn't know nanotechnology existed until, well, I can't call him a friend, but I was on a big meeting up in uh, Silicon Valley with the smartest guy on the planet in science is called Ray, Dr. Ray Kurzweil. He runs Google X. And he said, the bottom line is that you need graphene to do the filters to do stuff. And we didn't even know we needed it. Now we're learning out how to do it. And it has to come out hydrocarbons, but it's microfinite. But if we don't have hydrocarbons, you can't make it. Does that make sense?
1: Well, somewhat. I can say that I, I totally grasp it, but I can see what you're leading to at least. Yeah. So the bottom line is that we do need fossil fuels too.
0: Forever. And we need to diminish our exploitation. We're doing 90, I just heard T. Boone Pickens say we're doing 90 billion barrels squandering it into the air a year in the world. Well, at one time we thought you know, it was as infinite as the ocean, but it's not. And we got to recycle the ocean. I mean, even Wyland, the world's greatest marine artist, and I are friends, and I wrote a line for his foundation, at which I'm on the board of, said every drop of water should be a clean drop. Well, every drop of energy should be a clean drop of energy, too, as far as I'm concerned.
1: Are you meeting a lot of
0: resistance? That's what's amazing to me. If you told me that Exxon would call me and do anything but want to squander me, I would tell you a year ago, well, I, you know, I don't want to think I meet with Exxon, but now Exxon wants to do up with this because they see the same problem and the handwriting is on the wall the people that are listening to your show are saying hey wait a second and one of the new books i wrote is called you got an electric car in your future right is it and i wrote it with uh, dr michael gordon who's a guy who invented teledoc where you put your hand in gloves here and operate in italy or wherever the point is is it you know <laughs> i'm not totally in agreement with some of the next line i'm going to make but there are major names all of whom you can imagine saying we'll have all electric cars in the next five years i think it's going to take 20 years but It doesn't matter. Five years, 20 years, it goes pretty fast. If you're over 40, you'd say the last 20 years probably went pretty fast.
1: (laughs) I'd agree. I just watched a show earlier on CNN called the 1990s. Didn't that blow your mind? Yeah, there you go. You were there. I was there. Yeah. And it was like, that's all 20 years ago. And I, just go wow and it puts it back in perspective but you're correct i, I absolutely agree with you it's, whether it's five years or 20 years let's head in this direction
0: so they're asking me to do stuff with them and i would have told you i would have thought they were the would have perceived guys like me as a competition and elon musk as a competition but just the opposite they're saying "Here, wait a second they're taking a bigger perspective than in the old days a railroad business said well we're in a railroad business we're not in airplanes well they're dumb because forgive me for being judgmental here i'm just doing it historically judgmental not personally judgmental They should say we're in the transportation business, and we're going to do railroads, we're going to do airplanes, we're going to do cars, we'll do drones, we'll do all the coolest stuff, we'll do robotics, whatever it takes.
1: Well, you know, you're inspiring me because uh, I really have a kind of a negative preconceived attitude that oil companies and things like that would be negative towards this, but it seems to me you're finding kind of the opposite there, that people are embracing this now, and that makes me feel encouraged.
0: Well, and that's the problem is that... You know, there's so much news out there that's so negative, and and that you know, it, it's easier to scare somebody than enlighten them. You know, I'm in the enlightenment business. I mean, i all the seven money books I wrote, like One Minute Millionaire and Cracking the Millionaire Code and the Richest Kids in America, and on and on. Those are about enlightenment. And like, I'm going to do a quick aside. This weekend, I had my neighbor, who's you know, two of the top medical doctors of mail, kid detail our cars, two cars here, three cars here. So, and and he did a great job. And he said, "Look, Mark, I can't get a job." And I said, "You got to." job. You just detailed my car for 50 bucks and you did a phenomenal job. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to write a letter and you're going to give it to everybody in this little list. You know, we live in 100 Hills, which could be called a 100 Estates, and, and you're going to have everybody wanting to detail the cars because I'm earning my way through college. I'm going to become a medical doctor. I said, but look, read my books on money. Richest kids in America. Every kid made millions before 19. One of them made over 100 million, 500 million before she was 19 and still a national honor scholar and just brilliant and just did everything right and has 500 employees. I said, what happens is kids, I'm going to say most people go through school and they don't know blank about economics and business. And what I teach is energizing entrepreneurship, which is back to what you said, is you're feeling more optimistic. That's my goal is I go out and talk to a quarter million people a year about why you need to be optimistic. And it's realistic to be optimistic. You know, it's not realistic to be pessimistic because pessimists never get anything done. All they do is complain, and whenever you complain, wherever you complain, you remain, is the cliche by Joel Osteen, my buddy.
1: I'm one of those, too. I mean, I didn't really study economics in college, and I didn't really look to being an entrepreneur. That came later, and that would be my question about your kids' academy that you started for future entrepreneurs. Do you think enough's being done in that area, our institutions, government, uh, or wherever, our colleges, trying to teach this?
0: But well, the answer is no, and the answer could be yes, because America writes the only self-help action book, and you've got to read the economics and understand the philosophy of entrepreneurship, because there's not just one Steve Jobs, the guy who never made through college, or Bill Gates, or Jensen Wong, the guy who's got the fast-growing company right now, that's doing all the cool stuff that every kid likes. There's, there's, and, there's, and one of the lines I wrote in One Minute Millionaire, the first line is, there's a million ways to make a million, and one right, perfect, easy, and acceptable way to you but you got to know the principles. And, you know, in my money books, I teach the principles that are usable now. And this kid yesterday that I taught, he said, why didn't somebody teach this? I said, I do, but it's popularly hidden until you find out I exist. And you watch all my videos online on YouTube and you start coming to seminars and you go, holy cow, I can go out and do, make fortunes. And you need to because... Can I go one step more, please? Please. Everybody that creates a million creates 10 jobs. In America, we need jobs. And job at some levels, the joke is it means just over broke. And I want you to have an MBA, a millionaire's bank account. But every billionaire creates 10,000 jobs. And then you take a trillionaire, which is the big news from Mark Cuban today, who's known because of Shark Tank and all that. He says we're going to start having trillionaires, and these are the 20 businesses that they're going to exist in, and he's right. And that's going to, a trillionaire creates a million jobs. But notice, he says, we're going to have them. It's not just going to be Jeff Bezos and Amazon, which I believe he will be a trillionaire. It, there's going to be a lot of them. And 20 years ago, because you just said about the 90s, there was no such thing as a billionaire. Today, America has 1,276 billionaires. I am not one, but I partner with a lot of them in different businesses. and I'm amazed, and they're, and they're all optimistic, and most of them are pretty realistic about what they think they can do. And they're going to try to make the economy work. They're going to try to make the world work, try to make sure we have clean water, clean air, clean energy, abundant organic food. We're in an exciting time where enough people have enough resources that with or without government, they're going to pull it off.
1: I like to end my interviews in an upbeat tone, and there is no exception here. I have been talking with Mr. Mark Victor Hansen of Chicken Soup for the Soul Book series and now a major force in the clean energy industry. Terms like creative, genius, big ideas, gifted are often associated with people who achieve great things in life. I don't think we hear enough about sheer perseverance. We only see the end result, whether it's a great invention like the electric light bulb, or in this case, a series of books that have sold over a half a billion copies worldwide. But what we don't see are the years of mistakes and false starts that Thomas Edison endured on his path to securing a light bulb that would function for more than just a few minutes. Or what we don't see are the 144 New York publishers that turned down Mr. Hansen and Mr. Canfield before they got their first so-called big break with a nearly bankrupt publisher. Through perseverance, determination, whatever you want to call it, or execution, which is what I refer to it in my self-employment quiz. They embody what is a non-negotiable trait to success in business and in life.
2: Are you thinking about self-employment? Then visit Amazon and order a copy of a book called Pre-Flight Checklist. Is self-employment for you? Pre-Flight addresses many myths surrounding self-employment, and the book also contains a self-employment quiz. The higher you score, the higher your prospects for success. Visit Amazon Books and search for Paul E. Casey. That's Paul E. -E C-A-S-E-Y.
1: Earlier in the program, I referred to a HBO show by the name of, if you're not in the obits, eat breakfast. Again, I strongly urge you to download this show. Another individual who appeared on the show, in addition to Jerry Seinfeld, who was on earlier, is an individual who addressed happiness. He is Dan Buettner. He's the founder of Blue Zone. And for lack of a better description, he studies longevity. He's traveled to many countries in the world, and he's found that there's certain cultures where people live longer and why. This is one of the clips that he talked about finding happiness. Who are the happiest people? The happiest people in America, this is according to Gallup, are interacting face to face, six to seven hours a day, not on Facebook. We evolved with these traits. We succeed as a species because we know how to collaborate and interact and that in turn brings us joy. This simple act of sitting down breakfast with somebody or lunch with somebody or meeting for happy hour my commentary today is on organization the real importance of being organized and how that helps you succeed in business it is one of my questions i ask on the self-employment quiz are you organized in real estate the motto is location 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 in business it's organization 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 time is your most precious commodity. The best use of your time should be spent selling your product or service. No one can do that like you. It is your vision. Don't abdicate that to someone else. Contract out repetitive functions like bookkeeping. Also, think about this. Saving two hours commute time a day will save you one full year of productivity in approximately 10 years. Organization or lack of organization often makes the difference between success and failure in the business. Success in business is all about developing systems that make doing your job at various levels easier and more profitable with each passing day. And the more organized you are, the faster and easier it will be to manage your business and make money. Being organized instills a sense of confidence in your clients and potential clients. There used to be... And I say used to be a print shop across the street from my office. I used to walk into the print shop and see scattered files all over the place. Discs in disarray. It didn't really instill a lot of confidence that I would want to leave a big print project with them. And I didn't. I walked out never to return. That print shop no longer exists and I'm not surprised. Bottom line, always be thinking of ways of making your company more organized and that will make it much more efficient and also save you a lot of money. And think about this when you're on Facebook reading about flying monkeys in Australia or looking at some friend of yours or distant acquaintance on a European vacation going down the Rhine River waving at you, what did you learn from that? You really must discern how you spend your time. This is really extremely important to your overall success. Stay focused and stay organized.
2: Take the 5-Minute Self-Employment Quiz by visiting selfemployquiz.com. That's selfemployquiz.com. The higher you score on the quiz, the higher your prospects for success. One more time, visit selfemployquiz.com. All one word.
1: Danae Riggleman, the co-founder of Indiegogo, a crowdfunding service, which was really one of the first ones out of the block. I wasn't aware of this. I always thought like Kickstarter was the first crowdfunding service, but actually it was Indiegogo. And Danae is going to point out four reasons why people invest in anything. This doesn't directly have to relate to crowdfunding per se, but it's just a really good idea if you're thinking about going into business. What motivates people to buy?
2: There's actually four reasons why people fund anything, ever. <laughs> the first is they want it; they want to see it happen. They want to do good. The second is they want the actual perk. With Jean-Marc, people actually wanted that printer. And the third reason is they want to participate as someone growing up um, impacted by basketball helping me build confidence i wanted to be part of this film and allow basketball to impact girls across the world so i wanted to be part of that movement that's why i funded that film there's also a fourth reason why people fund. it's probably a reason most of you are familiar with um, and that's called return profit participation Uh, you put money into something you get more back well that's one thing that doesn't happen on crowdfunding right now and for for reasons of it's it's actually illegal in most countries
1: that's dene reggelman again the co-founder of indiegogo a crowdfunding service when i wrote my first book on self-employment over 10 years ago this didn't even exist it just shows how the landscape has changed and you know something i look at most of the people who get investments of crowdfunding It's no different than if you walk down the street and ask someone to buy your product or service. It's a very low percentage of individuals who get funded, like 3%. So it hasn't changed really what makes a business succeed. You have to have a great idea. You have to have it so people can identify and relate to what you're trying to sell, and that it will be profitable if you want those investors. So the bottom line is that the principles of running a successful business have really not changed all that much. You know, one way to conceptualize what makes a good product is, you know, good engineering is part of it, good design is part of it, but really it's, um, one way I think about it is at least is uh, maximizing the probability that someone shows up at the front door of you know, your store or your website or or whatever it is and, and ends up with a solved problem. That is Drew Houston, and he is the founder and CEO of Dropbox. The key words there were at the very end when he said, solve a problem. He was hauling around thumb drives, bending them all the time until he came up with the idea, why not do something that people can send files digitally? Therefore, Dropbox was born. That's the way entrepreneurs think. The real successful ones are always thinking that way. What can I do to solve someone's problem and also what niche can I fill? That is absolutely how the most successful entrepreneurs think.
2: Are you thinking about self-employment? Then visit Amazon and order a copy of a book called Pre-Flight Checklist. Is self-employment for you? Pre-Flight addresses many myths surrounding self-employment and the book also contains a self-employment quiz. The higher you score, the higher your prospects for success. Visit Amazon Books and search for Paul E. Casey. That's Paul E. -E C-A-S-E-Y.
1: That's all the time we have for this edition to Voices of Experience. My name is Paul Casey, and again, I would like to thank Mark Hansen and the other guests for sharing their wisdom and experience with us today. Visit Amazon and consider purchasing Pre-Flight Checklist is self-employment for you. In that book are the eight myths about going into business for yourself and then a five-minute self-employment quiz. Take the self-employment quiz to increase your prospects for success And also, find out what you need to do to make improvements to increase your prospects for success. Today, I talk about organization, the importance of being organized. If you're not organized, you better get organized before you start your business. Again, limit your time on Twitter and Facebook and other distractions unless it is productive. Every moment you spend reading and reacting to Trump's tweets is time away from your business or profession. If you want to do something positive... Make sure that you're registered to vote in November and that your family and friends are as well. And of course, get out and vote. If you stay home, you're only helping your opponents. But until the election, again, stay focused and stay organized. Have a great rest of the week.